he's he's a special dude. Wow. And then, you know, I do know that Blake and him have a special bond together, and that's really important, especially when you're having, you know, two quarterbacks in, in a system where both of them can really play and run your offense really well. Um, so that's really special to hear, man. And, I, and again, I, I condemn, you know, you guys handling that situation. I know it would be tough for a kid, but, you know, that's, that's pretty, pretty special, and I'm glad to hear that. So thank you for sharing that for the audience. All right, Coach. I got yeah. one more one more thing before we get you out of here. Uh, maybe two things, but I, I want to talk to you about this your your big game this week with Steinbrenner. And it, to me, on paper, the way it looks to me is so you kind of have the ground attack versus the air raid. You know, so it's like two different teams. You've been the one watching the film. You've been the one preparing. Talk to us a little bit about your opponent, Coach. What are your concerns? Uh, well, I mean, a great football team. They they really are, and you know, and I'm not saying anything about them in the past but I mean they've been an average football team but you guys know as well as I do that you know your high school cycles are up and down and they did a cycle where they had some kids that buy in as 10th graders and uh you know fight their way through and I mean they're a very talented football team um you know we'll have to go out and play well and and like you said you know it's it's going to be two types of deals but I mean I, I still feel like you know we can you know, throw the ball. Uh, you know, we've been labeled that that guy uh, the last couple of years, but I mean, we've also you know thrown for almost a thousand yards this year. We've thrown for eighteen touchdown passes and one interception. Wow! And wow. you know, I, I mean, I think we can we can compete on both sides of it. And that you know, once again, that comes back to the you know both quarterbacks being able to play. You've got one kid that's a runner that throws it well. You got another kid that you know throws it well. And uh, you know, I think it's going to be an exciting game. And you know. They'll show up, and we'll show up, and we'll see what happens. Well, if you want to catch this game that we're talking about, that's Osceola versus Steinbrenner. That's going to be at Osceola. That's an 11-1 team from the Tampa area coming over to play Osceola, a 10-1 team. That's tomorrow night at 730. Uh, Coach, we want to thank you. This is Doug Nichols from Osceola High School. Coach, we want to thank you, Balin, myself, Nick. Um, I know you're a busy guy, but we want to really appreciate you and thank you for coming on to the show with us, and good luck tomorrow night to the Cowboys. Yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate all that uh, you guys do for us. All right. That was Coach Nichols from Osceola High School. Nick, you know, we've had Coach Nichols on with us uh, every year since we've been doing this. Uh, That's a program down there that, I mean, they're right there with the Apopkas and the Dr. Phillipses for the local area, right, Valen? I mean, when you you think of Central Florida football, Osceola Cowboys are right there with the, you know, in the top three, top four teams of 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 programs, not teams, programs. Yes, consistently. They consistently produce. And correct um, me if I'm wrong, a program that went from 7A to 8A, too. Like, they jumped up in that classification, kind of getting them into a whole new group of teams that they had to go face. Yeah, they, yeah. they recently. They've, yeah, and I feel like if you go back 10 years, they've kind of fluctuated. They mm-hmm. kind of, all, they've never really been in one or the other. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, I think every every four years or so, when those classifications get redone, it seems like they're moving. Um, but yes, they have moved recently. Nikki, you are, you are correct. Um, we got some time here, Nikki. I want to go ahead and get our dudes of the week out of the way before we get to our next caller. If that's okay. All right, so let's do our Dudes of the Week. Balin, this is our favorite segment. And uh, I want to start on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we have a quarterback, big shocker, right? A quarterback as a Dude of the Week nominee here from Apopka High School. Balin, who do we got? We have Jaquan Loman, Apopka quarterback. 16 carries, 155 yards, and three touchdowns and a big blowout win over Bartram Trail, 34-13. to Balin, is he is, is Loman playing his best football right now? Yeah, he, uh, consistently. If you if you look at Apopka week in and week out, I, th- I think we see his name every single week on, on, on somebody who could be a nominee. It's, yeah. it's crazy. He is uh, This season, I would love to see his numbers, honestly. I mean, a true dual threat. I mean, honestly, I think his ground game is 
even scarier oh, than when scary. they, they throw the ball. I mean, Apopka's known for the ground game, period. But when he can pull the ball and beat you with his legs, just like any other back in that in that backfield, that's dangerous. And I believe yes. I believe Akeem Brown is actually back and healthy now oh my for Apopka. And I think that's one reason why <laughs> why Apopka has oh, been yeah. rolling, has been clicking. That's right. Um, but let's get to our next nominee on the offensive side of the ball. That's going to be the quarterback from Lake Mineola High School. Yes, we just talked about him. Devon Cole from Lake Mineola, quarterback, had 220 Four yards in the air, two touchdowns with also two rushing touchdowns, four total on the night in a 33-13 win over Largo. All right, our next offensive nominees of the week, and we're going to have a quarterback-running back uh, combo from Jones High School. Balin, who do we have? We have Tyson Robbins and Averius Sparrow, both from Jones High School. Robbins threw two touchdowns, and Sparrow also rushed for two touchdowns on 122 yards and 13 carries in a 35-14 blowout win over Nature Coast Tech. Yeah, Jones is still rolling. I think. I mean, they, yeah. they, all they, phases. They are looking good right now, and they, <laughs> they've got some dudes over there, and that's why they end up on our list. It seems like on a weekly basis, yes. we have one Jones player that makes the list. So, without further ado, let's get to our offensive dude of the week. This is going to go to a young man that I watched on Saturday night. I mm-hmm. drove down to Lakeland to watch the state championship game. This is going to go to a guy that does it on all phases of the game, on all sides of the ball, an ATH from Masters High School. You know this name, Balin. Who do we have? We have Terrence Gibb, athlete, Masters Academy. He had 300 yards rushing, four touchdowns, and those four touchdowns included a 70-yard, a 20-yard, a 45-yard, and a 10-yard touchdown in a 35-6 blowout win to claim the school's second SSAC state championship in history, defeating the defending state champs, OCP, and he's only a sophomore, Heath. I was at I this told game. you he, yeah, that he was the deciding factor in this football game. I was at this game, and obviously with a player like Terrence Gibbs, who is our dude of the week this week on the offensive side of the ball, with a player like him, Ooh. they just had to keep feeding him the rock. Whether they did that through the Wildcat or they did it through some isolation, they, once they just dedicated and basically committed, and, and Masters made the offensive adjustments at the, mm-hmm. at the half. Uh, uh, they were trying to use Ty Porman and obviously spread the ball like they yeah. did the first time they played them yep. when Terrence Gibbs wasn't healthy. Right. And the second time they played them, Coach Jones made the adjustments at half. Masters comes out, starts running some of that wildcat with Terrence Gibbs, and you just saw a young man really say, you know what, Coach, give me the rock. So it was impressive. I was down there at the game. I got to cover the state championship game. I'm really happy for Coach Jones and all the Masters yeah, players. congratulations. But, but right now I'm happy for Terrence Gibbs, who got the offensive dude of the week uh, for this for this week. So uh, hats off to you, Terrence Gibbs. Let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we're going to go right back to Lake Mineola High School. Uh, this is it's because this team's playing well, man. We got a defensive back from Lake Mineola High School. Balin, who do we have? We have Trent Logan, Lake Mineola DB, 47-yard interception return for a touchdown and a 33-13 win over Largo. All right, our next defensive nominee is going to be another defensive back, and that's going to be from Jones High School. I bet I know who this is, Balin. Who do we got? We have Rodney Eccles. He had a 50-yard interception return for a touchdown and a 35-14 win over Nature Coast Tech. Nothing like a uh, pick six, Balin. I oh, mean, we say that's two in a row. They're the biggest game changers you can have 100%. in high school, and that, uh, is, that is an offensive best friend right there. Yeah, it sure is. So, all right, our next, all right, this one I was. This is another game I was at. This is the the defensive nominee. Uh, Nick and I called this game. This is a defensive back from Edgewater. This was a game winning ceiling interception, Balin. Who do we got? We have Eric Doctor from Edgewater DB. Like you just said, Heath, he had a game winning interception in overtime in the end zone and a twenty three to seventeen win over Tallahassee Lincoln. I'm close with that uh, with that with that program. Obviously, I've obviously followed them all year long, and Nick and I have called the last three games for them. Yep. And this this young man, Eric Doctor, is one of starting to become one of the 
of the best strong safeties. There's no doubt why he has Division One offers. He's currently yep. committed to Eastern Carolina, yep. uh, but I'm telling you what, he's been performing at a real high level in the playoffs, mm. and that's kind of when Edgewater's defense has uh, offense has been down. Big plays by Eric Doctor and some of those other players, DJ Hampton, some of the other Devon guys, De- Devon Martin, Martin yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. Those guys in that secondary have really stepped up for Edgewater. So Eric Doctor is our final nominee for this week on the defensive side of the ball. Let's get to the actual dude of the week for the defensive side of the ball. We're going to go to one of the Cowboys with a K. We're going to go with a defensive back from Osceola High School, Balin. Who do we got? We have Jeremiah Wilson, defensive back, Osceola. Had a 94-yard interception return for a touchdown and a 20-7 win over Dr. Phillips. That was the game Changing play right there. Dr. Phillips was about to score and go up 14-7. to See you later, Jeremiah. Touchdown, Cowboys, and it ultimately led to a 20-7 to victory. It's one of those plays where we could have been talking to a different coach tonight if that play goes yeah, a different way. 100%. You know what I mean? So, But uh, Osceola gets the win there uh, like we just talked um, to the coach just a moment ago. Let's get to... Our special teams due to the week. Only one show in America will give you an actual special teams due to the week for a region. And for Central Florida, it's going to be an ATH from Orlando Christian Prep. I know why this guy got it, but Balin, why don't you tell us who yes, it is? Heath, it is Demarion Jenkins had a 98-yard opening kickoff return for a touchdown, which was the only score for OCP that night in a 35-6 loss to Masters Academy for the SSAC State Championship. There's there's nothing like starting off a state championship game with a, wow. uh, a reservation for six, taking it to the house. That game... Game, I mean, you you saw the dynamic change quite a bit there. Masters obviously was high on that uh, at the beginning of the game, as both teams were. Yep. But that one play by that young man right there um, really started to shift the the momentum towards uh, Orlando Christian Prep and made the made the first half a really interesting one. Nikki, when we come back, uh, we have the chairman of the Central Florida All Star Game, Chip Humble. He's gonna. Ju- He's okay. We can do it. Yeah, let's just put him in here. Let's go. Okay, coach. All right, Chip. I mean, thanks for coming on the show. He's the chairman of the Central Florida All Star Game. Thanks for joining the show, man. Thanks for having me. All right, Chip. So, I mean, this is what we call the big one. I mean, there's other all-star games in Central Florida, but this one's special because it includes about eight different counties. Can you give me the breakdown of East versus West? Who who are the counties that participate in your all-star game? Sure. On the East side, we have Seminole, Volusia, Brevard, and Flagler County. On the West side, it's Orange, Osceola, Lake, and Sumter County. So we've got one of the largest footprints for all-star games in the Southeast. All right, Coach, so give me a little bit of the the information here. When is the game played? Where is it played? Uh, help my listeners find a way to go find the best players in all of Central Florida. Well, that's great. The game is going to be played Thursday, December 12th at Lake Brantley High School over in Altamont Springs. Uh, tickets are $8. You can buy them at the gate. Uh, you can go online to centralfloridaallstargame.com. And see the uh, you can see our rosters out there. So it's it's we've got the rosters out there. We have a tremendous roster this year. Uh, interesting, you mentioned some of these players, dudes of the week. Uh, we have three of the four small school quarterbacks playing this year: uh, Foundation and Masters quarterback Ty Porman, Foundation's quarterback Henry Austin, and Luke Cohen from Trinity Prep. So one of the things that our game does is we 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 bring these small school talents in they're going to get a chance to play against the kids from the 6A, 7A, 8A schools where people people said, well, can they play at that level? You're going to see that at this game. Coach, this game's been going on for quite a while, but you mentioned that there's an $8 price on to get in the game, but I know that money goes somewhere positive. I know it goes somewhere to help uh, a local charity or charities. Can you explain to me and tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, what does this game benefit besides the young men on the field getting a second look? 
Well, the game has two charities that we, two local charities. One is the Aaron Jones Foundation that works with underserved youth and helping them get scholarships, not just for football, but basketball, softball, volleyball, etc. And then we also have our second charity, which is Chance to Dance, which uh, works with, um, it, it's, a, it's dance classes for kids and, 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 and adults that are uh, autism, uh, they're they're actually even working with Alzheimer patients too. So it's it's a great program focused mainly on the kids, but it's it's gives them a, a routine that really makes a difference in their lives. So those are the two charities are really strong charities. Uh, we're glad to be associated with them, and we the, all the proceeds of this game go to support those two charities. Well, I love the All Star Games, Coach, for another reason. Obviously, the charities are probably the, the the greatest part about it because these games are always played in December too. It's the time of giving. Um, but what you're also giving these young men is what's interesting to me. A lot of these young men, um, they have some Division One offers or Division Two or, or just college offers. Period. Some of them don't though, and some of these guys get to go find a second chance. And Balin, my co-host right here, yeah. I mean Balin, you you know how important it is to get yeah. second looks. You work with yeah. a you work with a long list of high school athletes in central Florida. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean? I mean, what does it mean to a kid to get one more shot to play in front of recruiters and scouts? Balin? Oh, for me? Oh, yeah. That's a great opportunity. I even played in an all-star game myself. And, I, you know, looking at the sideline, you have about, you know, 20 colleges from all different levels. Um, and they're, get, they're getting to see you actually play against other top-tier talent in the area, which shows, you know, if you perform in that game, obviously you're going to get a better opportunity as well to get an opportunity for another scholarship or what have you. But, yes, I totally agree, Heath. I love these games. I, I recommend these games for all the – especially the quarterbacks that I train. You got two of them in your game that you're talking about. Um, but, like I said, man, I, I love being a part of the All-Star game, and I love what it stands for. So, Coach – or, Chip, let me let me one more time before I get you out of here. Give me the who, what, when, and where's. Like, so give me the time and the date and how we can get tickets. Go ahead one more time. It's Thursday, December 12th, 7.30 kickoff at Lake Brantley High School. Uh, you can buy tickets there at the gate. You can find the all-star rosters and a little bit about our game. We've had uh, 30 players that have played in the NFL that have gone through this game. But you can find that at centralfloridaallstargame.com. And it's usually a great night. We've got all the, all the concession stands and everything else out there. Uh, we, we're going to have Pop Warner playing at halftime, some of the Mighty Mites. So, it's a great little segue for these young kids to get to see these all-star players. And, and, and you're absolutely right. It's a great opportunity for them to get seen once again by college coaches and, and that confidence that you see when you're playing against the best against the best. You know, iron shutters, iron sharpens iron, and that's what happens in these all-star games. All right, that is Chip Humble. He's the chairman of Central Florida All-Star Game. Coach, or Chip, thanks for coming on the show with us, man, and we will, uh, we will talk to you soon, bud. Thank you. Have a great night. All right, Nikki, we've got just a few moments left. We've got to break down these games for this week, and let's jump right into it. Let's start with the lower classes going leading up to the higher classes. Let's go quick so we can get to those big games, oh, Balin. Yeah. So let's go Foundation Academy at Victory Christian. 54% of the fans have Foundation Academy winning this game. Balin, who are you going to go with? I'm actually going to go with Foundation Academy, sticking with the Central Florida team here. The game's going to be at Southeastern University if you plan on going to that game. Again, it's going to be a high-profile game, one versus number two, but I got Foundation. Balin, I'm actually going to go against the grain here a little bit. I'm going to take Victory Christian. I'd, mm. lo I'd love to see the local team stay in it, but I think Victory Christian is just too deep. Um, so I'm going to go with Victory Christian. Let's move on to our next game. Let's go Lakeland Christian at the First Academy. Balin, let's start us off. I'm going to have to go with the Central Florida team again. Number three, TFA. I got them in this game with another upset. 
So the fans have 60% going towards Lakeland Christian, but I'm also going to go with the First Academy. I think their coach, their team is really really well coached. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take First Academy to win in this game. Let's move on to, we just had uh, Coach Banks on tonight, Lake Mineola game at Gaither. It's a 63% Lake Mineola pick right now. Balin, are you a little surprised by that? No, because I'm I'm picking the guys too. Lake Mineola is going to win this game, and I think they're going to upset, and I think it, it might be a 14-point win, I think. I would love to see Lake Mineola win this game. However, I think Gaither is a team that is going to – I think they're too good. I think they're going to be able to get the W here. I'm going to go against the grain here, Balin. Uh, I'm going to take Gaither um, in this game to win. So let's go to the next game. we got South Sumter at Coco. Mm. 90% of the fans have Coco winning this game, and there's a pretty good reason why. <laughs> Yeah, Balin? blowout, calling it right now. Blowout. That'll, that'll be my blowout, and Coco wins big fashion. It wouldn't be a show without Balin making one of those crazy <laughs> predictions. Uh, but Balin, I'm going to also agree with you um, that it will be a win for Coco. Maybe not a blowout, but a, a win for Coco. Okay. Our next game is going to be Osceola at Steinbrenner. 57% of the fans have Osceola winning this game. Balin, who do you have? I have Osceola. I'm going with the Cowboys here. I think being at home is a special you know, place, and like I said, it's hard to win at Osceola, so I got Osceola Cowboys. Yeah, teams that threw the ball on them this year, they did really well against. Steinbrenner is going to come out and throw the ball 40 times on them. I think Osceola's defense matches up well against what uh, what Steinbrenner is bringing, and I don't think Steinbrenner can stop the ground attack yeah, that Osceola has. A lot of teams in Tampa love to sling it around and go five wide. When you play a team like Osceola, who's going to keep it on the ground 85% of the time, yeah. um, that will make your defense really find out how well you're conditioned and trained because those saps are going to keep coming at yeah. you, and those those backers and those fullbacks that, that they use over there and those halfbacks, they're mm-hmm. going to be coming at that second level and hit you in the mouth every time if I know Coach Nichols. Oh, so yeah. I got Osceola winning this game. Let's keep it moving. Let's go Vanguard at Jones High School. Yeah. 85% of the fans have Jones winning this game. Balin, I know where you're going with Obvious. this one, but go ahead and tell us. Jones Tigers, blowout. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Jones as well. I, I think that Jones, like you said, that it's it's a direct path for them to the state championship game. Yeah. Um, and I don't see them really really losing until they get there. I if agree. they if they right. lose at all. No, I agree. I mean, I think Jones obviously has one of the best chances to bring us another state title to our show into Central Florida. All right, now let's get to a couple big ones here. Not that those weren't big, but these are the ones that I think are the real, the real, uh, the real shining stars here. The heavyweight got, champions. This is these are the two <laughs> heavyweights. We got Seminole at Apopka. Seminole is favored to win this game by the fans. Sixty nine percent of the fans say yeah. Seminole wins. Seminole at Apopka, though, not at Seminole. This is a game at Apopka. Yeah. I am going with the Blue Dart. Hold on, let me actually correct that. It's actually at Seminole. Oh, I wrote this wrong. Dang it. It has to be at Seminole. Seminole's the number one. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, – right. yeah, I was like, wait, Seminole. Seminole. So I'm glad yeah. I caught that because I, I, I knew it looked funny. It looked funny on yeah. the screen. So this game is at Seminole. Apopka at Seminole. Balin, who do you got? Well, stick with the Blue Darters. Yep, I yeah. think the Blue Darters are rolling, and they're going to roll, and they're going to upset Seminole. I'm calling it. I talked to quite a few coaches this week, local coaches, about this game. Their seasons were over, and I said, you know, hey, give me your honest opinion. What's your honest take, Coach X, Y, and Z? Who do you like, Apopka or Seminole? And a lot of them actually – Both of them did. Yeah, both of them actually picked Apopka to win this game uh, over Seminole. So I'm going to trust some guys that uh, maybe know their stuff and and have their their hand on the pulse even more than we do. We believe this. Yeah, so – all righty, so last game to get to, Niceville at Edgewater. Nick and I are going to be on the play-by-play call. 59% of the fans have Niceville winning this game over Edgewater. Wow. Bailing quickly, who do you got? Eagles, baby. Not, I told you since they embarrassed me <laughs> that with my prediction weeks ago, I'm predicting Edgewater to win. All righty, I'm going to also take Edgewater. Nick and I will be on the call. 
That was a quick show, but we got it in. That was. Uh, that'll do it for us. ESPN 5 at Orlando's high school football scoreboard brought to you by our friend Greg Francis. Francis and Osborne and France attorneys at law. Care Spot Urgent Care and Graffiti Junction. We'll be back next week. Coming up next, Thursday Night Football. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.